There's hairstyling, tattooing, glass blowing, painting, pottery, jewelry, art, handmade candy and craft beer, and it's only a few things you'll find at this free party. Party on, dude! So why have the organizer of this cool shindig insists that this event can only happen in Albuquerque? I just feel like Albuquerque is one of those places where you get to create and be creative and make a living for it. Meet a wife and husband duo with a gift for hair and tattoo artistry who can't wait to get you in their chairs and invite you to their annual craft festival. Hey, it's What's Up ABQ! Albuquerque, this is Lindsay. This is Lorenzo. And this is What's Up BBQ. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lorenzo. And this is Lindsay. And today with us we have... Uh, hi, I'm Desiree, and I'm the owner of Lavish Hair Lounge and co-creative of Ignite 505, a local event here in Albuquerque. And I'm her husband, Joshua Escobedo. I am uh, owner of Gallo Negro Tattoo, and me and my wife own 2505 Craftworks here in Albuquerque, and we have a passion of putting on a show uh, once a year, and we look forward to it every year, and that's who we are. So it's really cool because we kind of connected with you guys on Instagram over one thing, which was like Ignite, mm -hmm. and then going and digging deeper into it we were like oh my gosh they have all this other stuff going on which is really cool um tell us a little bit about the show and sort of what it is and who it serves and sort of what it does for the community so growing up in the hair industry you're always around these like really cool hair shows where hairdressers get together and they create their own art and um i've been a part of many of those shows so part of ignite the one piece of it is to bring hairdressers together so that we can create art. So that's kind of like the piece of the puzzle there from the salon. And then beyond that, we have a lot of clients who are vendors, they're creatives, they're local artisans, and we just bring them all together. They're all our friends, they're all people we care about, so they come, it's kind of like a block party, if you will. And um, my husband has a really big piece of it as well, because. You'll have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I run the tattoo shop here in the building. When me and my wife um, first got together, we both had a tattoo shop and a salon that were right next to each other. At first, it, we were kind of hesitant to consider bringing them into the same building together, even though they were, they were separated by a wall. But it's just so worked out that, you know, clients of hers would come and get tattooed uh, at my shop or clients of mine would go get their hair done at, at her shop. So it was really like a uh, piggybacking effort for each business. And so with this event that we put on, um, I've been to plenty of her hair shows that she's put on before. With all these creatives around us, we decided to bring everybody together, give them a platform to showcase their talent, their art, their craft, uh, whatever that may be, and uh, put them together for one night in a big party. Uh, since those days of working side by side, we, we bought a building and we've moved our businesses into the same building. And we've also built suites in that building and have offered those suites to creatives. They can rent those out. And as of right now, we've just had, um, we've had a couple estheticians, but we, right now we have a bunch of nail techs. Nice, nice. Is that the building we're in right now? or yes. No? Very cool. So the, the doors are closed because they're in there doing nails right now. Mm -hmm. But you also have a really big thing that you create with another brewery. 
every time we do ignite. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. So every every time we have, host this party, um, there's like a build up to it where I've gotten the chance to collaborate with Boxing Bear Brewery. Me and the owner there come together. We formulate a beer kind of to my liking. So it's always nice to be like, this is what I like, let's make it happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, so each year it's been a little bit of different of a, of a brew, uh, but I've gotten to pick all the hops in there. Um, I've helped with making it, boiling it, transferring it, throwing the trash away, you know, transferring it from one tank to another. Just the whole process is, is really Cool. I've done it three years in a row, but I can't say I'm an expert at all. Just in that time. I bet you that beer tastes much better though. If you know, like you put this work into exactly. it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I'm biased. I'm like, this is the best one I've ever tried. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's another thing that keeps people looking forward to ignite because the release is usually the day before or the day of the event. So when during the year do you guys do ignite? What is the kind of timeline? August, back to school, worst time to do it, but it's just fun. I think parents appreciate that. They're like, new beer, I'll be there. <laughs> I need a drink. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> we have to get our kids to school. We have all this stuff changing, and we have this event we have to plan for. But in both of our industries, it's a slower service time. So behind the chair is a little slower because parents are focused on other things. Um, so it always works out. But it's also a good evening time. It's not too hot. It's not cold. Um, so a little bit closer to fall feels good. So I have to be honest, like I have been in this neighborhood. I, we were just talking about this kind of off mic, like back and forth, because I go to Habitat a lot for different things. And I'm like, I did not know that this building existed. And I like when we walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't yeah. even know this was here. It's super cool. Can you describe sort of everything that's going on here because there's a lot so yeah from the outside it's kind of like a uh it's a refurbished automotive shop that we purchased uh we did things like uh we renovated the whole inside but we also changed the garage doors on the outside to you know large glass doors uh, we built the four suites on the inside we separated the tattoo shop from the uh, from the salon, um, but from the outside, it just looks like a giant metal warehouse building. Um, the signage is there, um, but it's a little bit off the beaten path. It's not directly on San Mateo. It's not directly on Manal. Um, but since we've been in business, we both businesses are tend to be a word of mouth business. However, unless you are on those you know storefronts where they're on a main street where you're relying on the everyday walkthrough. We're not like on Central on Knob Hill where you know everybody's walking past. Uh, a lot of people seek us out for you know everybody's specialty, whether it's you know hair, tattoos, coloring or blonding or you know uh, realism tattoos, black and gray tattoos. It's just uh, you know our clients kind of just roll over and it's kept us in business for you know going into 12 years. So it's nothing that we've ever needed even in year one or year two uh, was to have a, a lot of walkthrough. Yes. So people definitely you know search us, find us, and then come here. Yeah, so we are on close to the corner of uh, Manal and San Mateo, and I like the vibe of this neighborhood. I think it's it's crazy. It's like we, we mapped it, and I was like, where are we going? You know what I mean? But, but I, no, I, I like it though. I sort of get that same sort of industrial vibe as like the area where La Cumbre and, and all those are, those breweries and stuff. Like, yeah. I, you know, you're in, you're in the middle of like, you still have like auto shops in the neighborhood and stuff like yeah. that, but I think it's like really kind of a unique, 
Yeah, I think we, it's funny because we always talk about this in the podcast too. Like word of mouth in this town is huge. And like, if you can pass the word on, like that's how your business shows up. And so I think it's really cool that you guys are kind of in this, like you were referring to it as like a hidden gem, but you're, I mean, you're hustling and bustling. There's so many people in here. Like I never would have thought on the outside, like there was this many people doing so many different yeah. things yeah. on the inside. So it's really cool. We um, spend some time, we like to travel. And I remember specifically in New York, all the buildings are unassuming. Mm -hmm. They don't look, they're big, they're huge, you have no idea what you're walking into, and every once in a while you'd walk into this one building that was just like, wow. You're like transported. I loved it, I love that feeling, and like, that's like one of the biggest compliments when people come in and they're like, wow, this place is so cool, you would never guess, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, no, mission accomplished. I love that. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys both individually, um, you know, hair, tattoos, two different things, yeah. both art firms. Do you have a certain type of hair process that you specialize in? See, I don't even know the words. Okay, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm the most sought out for color, okay. transformative color to be specific, where you're going from one extreme to the next. But if clients ask me, it's really like, I just like people. So I'll do anything that sits in my chair. Um, I will try any texture, any length, any color. Um, I'm just really open to a challenge and I'll, I'll try what I do, but I only cut and I only color. I don't do any other services past that. And do you have any type of tattoo specialty that you sort of focus on? Any certain type of art or technique? <laughs> to answer that question vaguely, um, uh, going back to my wife, like just me looking at what she does, uh, I really feel like we do the same thing, which is like no matter who steps in our chair, we wanna go above and beyond for them and give them something that's better than they could have thought when they walked in or when they're walking out. So um, with me, I, I do a lot of different styles of tattoos. I don't like to get bored with just one style and specialize in just one style because it will, you know, get redundant and make me bored. So, like yeah. For artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. mainly, I just you know, I just want to give the client the best experience they can have and and blow their expectations out of the water when they leave. Interesting. So I've always been curious about the like tattooing process. Who like, if somebody comes in, a lot of times do they just like say I want a tattoo and like here's a book, look through it, or do they come and say like, hey, I want this, this, or this, and then you, you as an artist, will like create that, and then, or how does that, how does that work? I mean, they can come with the simplest of ideas, and they can come with a huge folder of ideas, um, but basically, I kind of just want to pull out their ideas of, of what they see going on their body, give them like, you know, their expectations to reality, and make sure we're on the same page, and then, um, you know, just create something that's like I said before, better than they thought. But in general, the process, they're coming to me because they've already seen my work and they like it. So I'm pretty confident that whatever we give them, they're gonna like. But sometimes I'll say, okay, well, do you have any pictures of tattoos on somebody else that you kind of like that style? Do you have any, you know, anything on paper in your phone that you can kind of, you know, give me just a, a foot in the right directions and then I can take it from there and definitely come up with something for them. A lot of the times, other artists might show somebody something like, hey, how do you like this as your tattoo? And some clients will be like, eh, I don't know, like, could you redraw it or could you change this? And although that does happen to me, like, it, it feels good to say that I don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. I don't usually have to scrap a whole drawing and restart again for, for a client. I usually hit the nail on the head the first time, but that's like 80, 90% of the time. Sometimes it does happen, but when it happens more than not, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, there might be 
some anxiety too if you have a you know you're, you're committing to it right so it has to be perfect I don't know but yeah I mean I'm not one to talk I have the most basic tattoos on planet earth probably. <laughs> I, I was also a little drunk um, if we're being honest but <laughs> we're here to stay though I'm not complaining um, my husband tells me all the time he's like hair is way harder than tattooing yeah. he's like the stuff you guys deal with is way harder than what I have to deal with yeah. and he's like and it's so crazy because mine's permanent yeah right. <laughs> I think I feel like I know I feel like people like with tattoos they're like oh, you know if I don't like it I'll just get it taken away or I'll put something on top of it or whatever later on you know you but the wrong color on the client done oh, you're done for is there something that people like that you've noticed is like I want to say Albuquerque specific maybe New Mexico specific that people ask for a lot or like more often than not let, um, let me answer yours and you okay. answer mine. yeah that's a good idea okay, okay. so um I think being in New Mexico, you have like uh, a lot of Latinos or Latinas, and this is just my my opinion, but I feel like, you know, a lot of them come in with hair down to their butt, and they want to be platinum blonde when they walk out. Okay. And they have, you know, dark black or brunette uh, hair, and it's just not something that's it's achievable. Orange. Yeah, it's not something that's achievable for them, or they don't realize that they're going to have to be here for six to eight hours today, and four weeks from now, and four weeks from then and then their hair might break off and then they're gonna cry and blame you for it when, you know, that's what you asked for and we're just trying to get them there as quick and as fast as possible, sometimes. So I think, I think, it's, I think it's really like, you know, yeah. I think that's what she deals with more so as far as like what a lot of people ask for, like expectations versus reality again, so. Yeah, I bleached my own hair in high school and it didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have really dark hair. Yeah. I, it's funny because I'm like, God, I'm old. Um, I'm a natural blonde, but it's starting to get like dingy in my roots. And I'm just like, do I really want to like commit to like the upkeep that's going to go with that? And I'm like, oh, I'm just not there. I'm just yeah. going to let it go, man. So what do you think about tattoos as far as that goes? What do you think oh, about um, Zia's. I, I, know. I, I was thinking that, yeah. but um, I think sugar skulls were like a really big thing when we first moved here. It's like every time someone came into him, it was like another sugar skull. So what's a sugar skull? Like Dede Los Muertos, like. Oh, okay. Like cocoa, I don't know. Is that a bad reference? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, that's like, yeah. So yeah, basically just a, a skull that's decorated with like flowers and ornate designs that, oh, okay. you know, are from like Mexican heritage of Dia de los Muertos. So mm -hmm. a lot of people were asking for that. Before that, um, I think they were jokingly called him Beto Flores because he would do flowers all the time. Mm -hmm. But he also, that's how we met. He was tattooing on the beach, essentially. Nice. So, of course. Not the beach water park, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> In Santa Barbara. Okay. So you guys are from California originally? I am. Okay. I'm from, I'm from New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So what brought you to New Mexico? I was here for him. Oh, right. <laughs> nice, nice. No, that, I loved it. He brought me here. We were visiting, and I've literally always eaten spicy food since I was a kid. And I was like, well, there's a state that like specializes in spicy food. That's yeah. their thing. Here. Sign me up. Like yeah, that's where I want to be. Nice. So, so how did both of you get started in your uh, respective professions? Like how did you get started? What made you go like, yeah, I think I want to do hair. Yeah, like I think I want to do tattoos. I kind of just fell into it. Uh, I was into sports like growing up through from five years old to 18 years old. And then uh, went to college for baseball. 
And when that started to fizzle out a couple years into it, I didn't really know what I was gonna do, but my brother was already kind of in the tattooing game. He had already tattooed me, he had already tattooed a bunch of my friends. And there were weekends or, you know, parties that we, were, we would just have a good time. And before you know it, at the end of the night, somebody's getting pierced or branded <laughs> or tattooed. <laughs> so, um, that's, and then we woke up the next day like, whoa, do you remember dude getting a tattoo? Or do you remember, you know, nope. why does it smell like burnt flesh? Or oh I got this new piercing. And so at that, my brother was already in Arizona uh, starting his tattoo shop. And at that time he's like, you can come out here and learn to tattoo. I just felt it was like too big of a commitment to tattoo permanent things on people. Although I had already done a couple, it was just on friends that didn't care. And so he's like, well, you can come and learn how to pierce. I was like, well, poking holes seems like a lot easier than actually permanent ink and skin. And so I went out there and pierced for about two years. And then Scottsdale, Arizona got a little expensive. Oh, yeah. Rent, okay. rent was high, so oh, my, my brother's yes. like, he's like, you better start uh, learning how to tattoo or you're not gonna be able to pay your rent. And so I, I, again, I'd already done a couple of tattoos on some friends, so I just jumped in at that point. It was probably about 2000 and that I started that and just haven't looked back since. Um, when I moved to Albuquerque, I was a banker. Um, I was pretty committed to climbing the corporate ladder, really like numbers, and I saw growth opportunity there. But then I moved here and my husband's just like drawing for a living and he's just like happy and I'm like, well, that, this sucks. Like I have to go work nine to five. I can't color my hair. I can't do the things that I want to do with my life because I'm confined to these rules. So I was like, I'm going to go to hair school. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to hair school. And he's like, all right. And then I did. And then here we are. As a little girl, I always looked at hair photos, like the really cool, like um, avant-garde ones. And I would want to be like, I want to do that one day. But I think there was a period of time where I didn't think it was like, possible um, but watching him do something that he really loved just inspired me to go ahead and do it like that's really cool you don't hear that very often when someone's like you know yeah I was like in a career that was like solid maybe financially but like yeah I totally was like you know what no I'm gonna go do something yeah. that I actually like to do and I was good at it so it made it hard to leave yeah yeah but it's helping the, the me now <laughs> it's helping me now I like numbers I'm a business owner so that works um, it's very rare in our industry that you have a creative and a business person that can combine those skills. That is like the perfect combination, though. you know, because I feel like I'm, I'm a super creative person. You're more business minded, but like both of us together, like we would both kind of err on the side of creativity and then we'd be like, oh crap, we got to like do the books or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's just different. I think it's like you guys have a good thing going. So that's really cool. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back. Hey Albuquerque, could we ask you a favor? No, you don't have to drop us off at the airport or watch the kids for us, but we just want to know what you think of the What's Up ABQ podcast. Sure, it only takes a little bit of your time to listen to it, but we put hours into creating something that we hope that you'll enjoy, so if you wouldn't mind, please give us a five-star review on your preferred platform where you listen to us. It would make us happier than Larry Barker uncovering a hidden waste of taxpayer money. Also, we'll be debuting our revamped and remodeled website soon, so stand by for that. And thanks again, Albuquerque. We love you. Aww. Okay, we're back. 
We are back and it's, I swear we always get like the best conversation like off mic, which is crazy. But you were saying something a minute ago about the benefit of being creative in Albuquerque and the cost of living. So I kind of wanted to like jump back into that for a minute. Um, if you don't mind sort of just mentioning what we were talking about. Yeah. Off mic, yeah. we I mean, I just feel like Albuquerque is one of those places where you get to create and be creative and make a living for it. When I moved here, I, my, my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, wanted to open a tattoo shop. So I started researching um, small business in Albuquerque and how that works. And in rankings, actually, Albuquerque was one of the highest success rates for small businesses. And I think that that just goes to show like the support you have from locals as a local business. And so, I don't know, I like made it ever since when I saw that, I was like, I'm out, we're going, we're doing it. You know, I feel like that's one thing that we can say with pride in New Mexico is that we support our own. Chains are okay, but I think people here are a lot more um, into like buying local, supporting local, like taking that word of mouth recommendation and being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go do that instead because like I know someone who knows that person. Like there's an actual person behind that business. And I really appreciate that about New Mexico because that's not the case everywhere else. Um, And so that just speaks to our kind of, our creative pride too, I think. Yeah, culture for sure is local based. The population of Albuquerque I think is about 500,000 and it feels like you know, 75,000 or 100,000, that's where I came from. And it feels that small, you run into people everywhere, but it's not. So it's, it's yeah. there's so much opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, you always run into people, good, good or bad, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, definitely, definitely happens. <laughs> yeah. Big, big small town yeah. kind of feel. I, yeah, that's one of those things about New Mexico that's like kind of endearing, but then there's some days where you're like, no. <laughs> Not today. Nope. <laughs> this know? summer was like that. It was just so dang hot. I'm like, didn't want to leave the house, but. No yeah. one sees me today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you were going to give advice to somebody who maybe is in Albuquerque, in New Mexico, maybe they're just starting to kind of explore what their creative passion is. They're looking at turning it into a business or just trying to create and make some money or just get into the community and kind of see what that's about. What kind of advice would you give them? Um, I know we've talked to like a, just a couple of friends who like might have felt stuck like you know in in a per se corporate job or working for the man you know and we just tell them to jump you know like uh you have a great product your art is good whatever you're trying to sell is is a good piece of art or, or whatnot and uh we've told a couple of people to do that and just jump and run with it and i feel like they've been successful since then um you know don't be afraid have no fear don't be afraid to fail uh, if you fail you know just learn from it and you know continue to grow or learn from your mistakes i'm sure you know we've all failed in our own little endeavors but the community will support you and I, th- I think it's good here i think everybody appreciates that you know if you're trying to do your own thing you know people will see that so. i also think that we're in a community where people are really willing to share their ideas their failures their lessons with people and that you could or should align yourself with someone who's already done what you've done or is where you want to be any type of mentorship or coaching I know as a business owner, while I've always liked numbers, I have a business coach and they really help keep me grounded and focused and out of my feels about things. Cause it's hard, you feel a certain way, but that feeling isn't always real. 
Um, so to have somebody who can help remind you of your goals and your vision and have that faith in you is, is really important um, to succeed well. You know, it's funny because we've heard this from a lot of different people in different creative areas and everybody kind of says the same thing and it's really reassuring and it's that in New Mexico you can try something and you can fail, mm -hmm. but like you can fail better. Like yeah. you can come back and fail better. And so it's really, it's really neat to see that the communities behind you, like, okay, yeah, maybe that didn't work. Like let's tweak some things and try it a different way and see what happens. And I think that we are a very forgiving community. Like we're willing to be like, all right, like we've got your back. Like we'll support you in the next step, whatever that is. And I think New Mexico is a great place where you can make mistakes yeah. and then come back yeah. from it and be better when you do. Those mistakes in bigger cities, you know, LA or New York, those people are waiting for you to fall because there's a hundred people waiting for that same position that you were in. And there's such a community here that everyone kind of has a good sense of we can all elevate together and we can all be CEOs. We can all be successful creatives and that mentality and mindset is stronger when there's more people that believe that way. Well, I think your event, like with Ignite, that's just proof that, you know, yeah. there's people that are <laughs> wanting to do that and they're, you know, they're willing to support each other. Like yeah. you were just telling us off mic about your friend's podcast that's coming up. I'm excited to listen to it. Like I'm stoked. I'm like another podcast. Hooray. Like, let's do it. Let's make more stuff. Like let's, you know, put New Mexico on the map for creativity. Yeah. hundred percent. I want to talk more about the uh, event too. Like what, um, what does that look like? Like, what are the details? Like, what are the, what's the day? Where's it going to be at? So we don't have a date next year, but obviously again, we'll brew another beer and we'll have it ready for the party to release that day. Basically it's within the community of, you know, the people that we know, uh, the artisans that we know, uh, there's glass blowers, Rashawn at high desert. Um, there's jewelry makers like, uh, Arellis. there's, pottery makers like Angelo that make pottery, just different people that we've enjoyed seeing making their crafts. So what we do is we, we pick a date, we align it with the, the release of the beer, and then we start accepting vendors. Right now, I think when we first started the first year, we maybe had like 15 or 16 vendors, and then we had 22 vendors last year, and then this year we had 25, and we're just consistently trying to make room for more and everybody, so next year we'll probably have 30. Uh, they're all lined up around our property uh, in like 10 by 10 tents. Uh, they come and set up a couple hours before and we get it ready to go and then we have people come. Uh, you know, we have security at the gate. We start letting people in at a little bit before six and the party goes for about four hours. And it's, uh, we, give, we give away some beer tickets. You know, they sell beer at the event and um, people just purchase things that they like. They go around, there's, you know, crystals, there's tarot card readers, there's just a lot of different people there, I'm sure. And there, you know, there's some food vendors. It's just a really good time. It's just like, we had a lot of family there this year. You know, we tried to estimate how many people came. And when we do that, we always underestimate because we at least have 25 vendors here. So you count one person there. There's usually two persons in each tent, so that's 50. Right. My wife has 25 people here that work for her about, and then their significant other, so that's another 50. That's, we're at like 100 people, 100 just, people just, just right yeah, there, just you know? And then, and then, you know, the, the brewery has about 15 people that come and their significant other, you just start counting like, you know, the people that come and the friends that they bring them. And I think we're close to like, you know, 400, 450 people that, that come through the gates at, awesome. at a certain time. So. And that's here on the property here? Yeah, yeah so aligned with all that, and like I try to listen to the feedback of people who are attending 
and inside the event we open all the garage doors so people are coming in and out of the building through the night and there's a hair show that goes on and so within that hair show we are joined by like six or seven other salons in town with their team and they each have 10 minutes to finish a look on stage and usually the looks are really artsy kind of out there things that we're not doing in the salon every day do you need volunteers yeah it's so <laughs> fun it's we do so you're you're on the hair show you're you're doing hair, hair. like we're doing live wow. hair and clients get to see something go from one thing to another and it happens so fast um, so each stylist has 10 minutes on stage to finish the look and we had about 16 stylists doing looks this year So that's happening and while that's happening there's you can sign up to get tattooed There's flash hanging you pick your flash you and then you wait for them to text you they tattoo you there so if you're attending um, There's a few booths that do interactive like painting and then there's like the pottery guy It's not just pottery. He's like got his wheel out and he's like doing stuff and the glass floors, they're not just set up with their stuff. They're like literally blowing glass like right there. And you get to watch all these people create things and socialize and have a drink. And I think it's just very inspiring to be around all the art, even if it's not your art. Well, I think you learn about the appreciation of like what actually goes into that yes. finished product. And you know, it's not like I wouldn't know anything about glass blowing, but like watching it, I'd be amazed. It gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, people are, people are drawn to like that flame or fire, you know, and it, it's a night it event, so it glows. Yeah. yeah. How can the community support you guys moving forward? What can they do for the event or for your business now? How can they support you the best? I mean, they can just show up and you know just buy something is what we'd recommend i don't they don't have to buy any tattoos from me they're not you know getting paying for any hair we're doing this for like the other people that are around us yeah. uh you know we want them to have a a good night where they made you know more money than this other event that they went to and not that that's a competition we just want them to feel like coming out was a su success for them and uh if you know like if we brought our friends from out of town and they came in and they bought you know uh a clay ashtray and they bought a glass piece or you know they came and bought some jewelry or they bought some crystals or just supported them like that's that's kind of what it's about so yeah we don't have a vendor fee yeah really we just want <laughs> to really nice. curate a nice selection of local people um so there's no vendor fee there's no ticket fee the event's totally free we absorb 100 percent of the cost and it's Everyone's like, you should charge. And I don't disagree with them, but right now it's like purely a passion project and it's fun. There's no expectations attached. So we're gonna continue doing it until we can. And then you also have that barrier lifted and you can get that momentum going, right? So yeah. that's, that's also really cool too. It's just yeah. fun when there's yeah. no expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're always like pleasantly surprised. You're like, I don't expect anything. We'll see what happens. And then it always ends up being like a really like awesome thing when you're done. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, that was yeah. better than I expected. I feel like once we charge a vendor, they're gonna be like, well, I wanna sit here oh, and yeah. I, how many people are coming? <laughs> and then you have to have a contract. And then I'm like, oh, I don't wanna deal with all that right now. Just show up, I have you on my list. I'll see you there and have fun. <laughs> no, that's. I think that's the best way to do it. I've, I've done like, so I make jewelry on the side and I've done some things where it's like you pay the vendor fee and then you sit there and you're like, don't even break even from the vendor fee. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, but if you like, again, if you don't have that expectation and it's just like, I'm just showing up to have a good time, like you're going to have a good time. Yep. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. So before we get into like contact info and all that stuff, which we'll make sure to 
to get you guys um, out there, both of you. So California, New Mexico originally, but uh, red or green for both you guys? Ooh. <laughs> Man. You go first. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I mostly prefer red chili, um, but no matter where I go, if it's like a newer place, uh, I just always go to Christmas. I can't go wrong. Um, and then you just judge it, right? And the green, this green wasn't hot. Uh, this red chili wasn't hot, but it had great flavor. Um, sometimes you just don't eat the other half. Uh, you know, uh, but usually smash it all there you go so but do you have a favorite place in town that you like to go like that's consistently like a favorite or do you kind of just we pop around we do have our our different favorites i think like uh like a classic we'll go to mary and tito's down on fourth you know and they serve just a plate a half plate of beans and a half plate of red chili and you just get tortillas and you just scoop it up oh, there you go. and uh that's, good. that's that's pretty consistent like with our like I don't know if they're open Sundays, but if we had like a, a long weekend, like yeah. first thing we go to in that morning, like we need some red chili. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of, that's one of mine. Nice. My question is always, which one's hotter? Yeah. And then they'll tell me, and I always select the hotter one. Oh wow. So I'm more after the heat than the color of the chili. Oh nice. Um, red chili cheeseburger, green chili cheese. I'm down for both, but I want it to be hot. There you go. Um, now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Restaurant wise. Man, it's hard. It's, it's, it's so a hard question. It's not a fair question by any means, but I'm trying to think. I had one that came to mind and I totally lost it. No, that's okay. Um, but I do like Cocina Azul. Um, their food's really good. I like, I mean, even El Pendo sometimes their chili can get hot. Mm -hmm. So we got married there. Oh, oh no way. Wow. That's a beautiful place. It, it was pretty. Wow. Now I can't. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know what we should do after this? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to start. It's funny because I, I am kind of a chili person now that I've been here like yeah. long enough, but I've been starting to get really picky about like sopapillas, which is really funny. <laughs> like I didn't think I was going to be that person. Yeah. And the other day I was like, I think we were like, I don't remember where we were, but I was like, these aren't good. These are old. I work, I work in downtown Santa Fe and one of my coworkers has a hookup at Tomasitas. So she'll like mm -hmm. bring a tray of, and I'm like, they're good, but, they, but if they're, not yeah. Like that in Mexican, cause I, I don't prefer sopapilla. I don't like, I don't like, I enjoy them, yeah. you know, but I'm yeah. like at the end of my meal, like, you know, they bring this up. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I think it's like the perfect little ending. It is. Yeah, a little bit with a little honey. You know what? It's the, just like that sweet to your savory yeah. kind of like balance, yeah. I feel like. Sopapilla is like part of the main dish for me too, though. Like yeah. I use it to sort of it's make my little mini stuff <laughs> up here. Yeah. It's like a second meal and second yeah. meal. Yeah. I, it's funny cause you're, so he's from Northern New Mexico, Santa Fe and your family. And then my other friend whose family's from Santa Fe, they do this thing where they put like honey on top of their food with their mm -hmm. chili. And I used to think it was so weird. And now I'm like, that is delicious. Like I get it. It's like that sweet, just like cuts the heat in half. It's yeah. like a nice, yeah. Oh, stuff. New Mexico Beef Jerky Company. That was uh, the restaurant I was thinking of. Oh, nice. Um, but they have a hot teriyaki jerky, too. Mm. It's hot. That sounds good. It's I, I can see the wheels turning. He's good. Like, exactly I've been trying to, we've been married for 14 years, and I've been trying to drag her to El Modelo the whole, uh, all 14 years. So yeah, I've been there. Not with me. Yeah. I, I, I beg you, I'm like, let's, can we please go? Tamale and stuff, so would be a, like, that's the best 1,300 calories. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's good there too. It's 
solid spot. Yeah. So go ahead and let us know kind of like your social media handles, how yeah. people can get a hold of you if they want to book hair, they want to book a tattoo. How can they get a hold of you? Where can they find you on social media so they can support you? Um, so you can easily find us at Lavish Hair Lounge on Instagram and online www.lavishhairlounge.com or you could call the salon 505-508-9672. Um, those are the three main sources that we respond to. Uh, so yeah, my shop is called Gallo Negro Tattoo. First of all, it's probably best to just walk in. Uh, we're located <laughs> at 2505 Quincy Street Northeast in Albuquerque, 87110. Uh, my Instagram handle is Gallo Negro Tattoo NM. And uh, we do have a couple of other artists in the shop and I would recommend them before recommending myself because just like everybody else, we want to kind of spread it out. I stay pretty consistently busy. Uh, got two beautiful daughters and, you know, we run this show. So if I could, you know, get them and the, uh, other people in their chair to make them busier, you know, I'd like to do that first and foremost. But yeah, uh, uh, you can also text 505-717-2307. Uh, That's the shop number. It's an iPhone. But walking in is usually best and, you know, checking out our Instagrams. Very cool. And then as far as the event goes, I know you guys have an Instagram for that too. Did you want to share? Sure. So people can yeah. check it out. Uh, 2505 Craftworks is the Instagram handle and you can see all of our vendors. We constantly promote them throughout the year and we'll drop a date for next year in the next few months. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for, I mean, did you have another question? No. I'm okay, cool. No. Thank you guys so much for making time with us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks cool. for letting us come into your space. It's been really cool. And I'm, I'm just excited to like take a look around and we'll post some pictures and stuff on the Instagram too. So people can see it. What's up ABQ is back. We have more interviews with lovers, creators, doers, and dreamers of ABQ and beyond. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and send us a message if you or somebody you know is interested in an interview. And as always, we support ABQ locals free of charge. We love you, ABQ. It's good to be back, and we'll be telling you soon what's up, ABQ.